You found it. The no-nonsense, no-script podcast you've been waiting for. Real people on real issues. Welcome to Dynamic Independence. The home of logic, reason, and common sense. Let's do it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. I'm Johnny Anderson, and I'm joined today by Bruce Adams. Good afternoon, Bruce. How are you today? Uh, healthy and alive. Um, you know, kind of kind of annoyed by some of the news, but, uh, you know, what's ne- what else is new? Um, a red sky over Oregon, like a blood red sky. I'm not talking like an orange glow. I'm talking a blood red sky. Did you see the pictures of that? I did, yeah. The, this is like, when we're talking red, it's like somebody took like, you know, the, the like a red filter or something and put it over the lens on a normal day That's or creepy. something that like, is absolutely is creepy. Like, yeah it is absolutely crazy it looks like you're on mars or something like the the martian surface or something it's yeah it, it, it's insane that is insane but, uh, it's all it's all from the the fires the, they had areas in california that were i believe it's california they had ash raining down Mm-hmm. And I, I, seen, I think I saw this morning that Yosemite has got problems like they've closed it all down or, yep. or something. And it's it's like right on the outskirts is right on the outskirts of Yosemite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this um, I mean, it's it's pretty bad over there. They've got they've gotten hit hard by these fires. I believe it's San Francisco area that was seeing the uh, ash rain. But I've mm-hmm. seen photos people were posting of of the uh layers of ash they had on their car i mean it's not it's it's just a dusting or whatever and you could see the ash falling but uh yeah it's crazy it is how are the wildfires down where you're at i think we only had one but we had a cold front come through last night and you know that arctic front that's come through uh colorado area and brought all that snow you know yeah, that same front just hit us last night, and it's raining outside, nice and cool. I mean, it's a cool, I don't know, maybe 60 degrees Fahrenheit or so. Uh, it's quite lovely. It's fantastic. I'm glad to hear that uh, the things are a little bit more controlled there. I think the people up in Colorado also have a uh, a little reprieve from that as well. There's been a lot of snow that's been dumped up there. Yeah, the the humidity they had up, uh, I believe it was Fort Collins area, they were... They, before the the snow came in, their humidity level was something like thirteen or eighteen percent. It was stupid low, That's and then um, this snowstorm came through, and it's up in the eighties uh, percent range. So it's it's definitely going to help reduce these fires and help uh, help firefighters get it under control. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I tell you what, let's uh, let's start with something interesting today. Let's talk about Trump, right? Donald Trump. I mean, he's an interesting character, right? So a lot coming out about him. A new book has come out. Yeah, in the last couple of days, new book. It's a bombshell, they're calling it. And what are they saying about him? They're saying that he's like this big uh, racist guy behind the scenes. And he did a big cover up with this COVID nonsense. And basically, it's like the media is taking it as the gospel, just like they did with Bolton's book, just like they did with Cohen's book. And just like they did with the Russia thing, and and just like they did with the uh, the hearsay with the uh, the troops that didn't fly right with the military, the um, the Normandy trip mm-hmm. didn't fly. So it's just one extreme to the next. They're just they're just flailing. They're jumping from one thing to the next. By the time, by the time that particular agenda collapses, they've moved on to the next one. So this is just another one, isn't it? Yeah, that's basically it. They're they're just trying to pull out any kind of scandalous thing that they can drum up and. Uh, that's basically what they're doing. They're just pulling stuff out of the out of the hat, seeing if any it's of them ridiculous. will stick, any of them will work. I uh, the, the the bit they're saying here about the the COVID cover up, 
they're they're saying that um, more or less that Trump knew it was a deadly virus and all this kind of stuff and oh, blah, blah blah blah. The numbers the numbers haven't shown that. <laughs> I mean, they've taken the, look. He followed he followed the recommendations, didn't he? He followed the recommendations yeah. of of Fauci and and the CDC and the W the criminal WHO and all the rest of it. He followed their recommendations. Look where it's gotten us. Look where it's gotten us. Granted, things are on the rebound now. We're back to what they say it was like two thousand nine job numbers with Ob- or no two two thousand and two thousand and twelve job numbers with Obama. I think yeah, towards the end of his uh, yeah when this time uh, during Obama's um, campaign for the the second you know second. Election, yeah, he, yeah, the same job numbers. So it's it's about what what is it, about eight percent, eight point six. It's like eight, eight, eight and a half, yeah, something like that. So we're right there at those numbers, but we followed the recommendations. Fourteen days to flatten the curve. What day are we on now? One hundred and seventy-three. We're still flattening that curve. How much more flat you yeah. want that damn thing to get? It's yeah. it's insane. Uh, there's there's a side note too, by the way, with the uh, the. Um, unemployment rate. Uh-huh. Obama changed the stat during his um, first term. So he changed how we measure the stat. Technically, it was about 13, 14% when he was going for his reelection. And technically now they're they're estimating it's really 13, 14% currently, but mm. they changed the way we, we track it. So uh-huh. we're, we're still tracking it the Obama way. Okay, I see what you're saying. Well, still, here's the thing. Trump's out there taking credit for like the stock market being up and everything. I think that's a bad move. I I really do. I think it's a bad move because, look, we know the stock market's overinflated. We know that it is. We know it's in a bubble and he's out there tying his name to that. That's not good. That's not good. And the first time around, the first time around before COVID, I said, what what are you doing? What what are you tying your name to the stock market for? That's crazy. I, I mean, I watch his Twitter feed. I see what he's putting out every day. And he's he's talking about great. OK, great job numbers. OK, fine. That's that's legit. But they're going to throw something else at this. They're going to throw another curveball at this. But the media, the, uh, the the book publishers, they're doing everything they can to try and throw a wrench and and uh, create this big smoke screen for all this stuff. Right. I mean, that's that's I think what it is. In the, I think that's the bigger takeaway is they're throwing all this stuff about uh, books and cover ups and behind the scenes ginned up uh, racism garbage and bashing the veterans and all that stuff. And, and I think all that is is a smokescreen to hide the economic recovery coming out of this going into the election. Mm-hmm. They're, they're doing everything they can mm-hmm. to try and distract. It, it's a deflection. So they, they need to do something to keep the attention off of the positive things. And when it comes to COVID, like I said, I don't see a cover up here. He did exactly what he was advised to do, even though other people across the U.S. were saying, what are you doing? What are you doing? Don't listen to that. Don't shut down travel. You didn't have to, but they did. Right. I mean, we OK, shut down travel from the area of where it's coming from, which you're going to love. You're going to love what your favorite governor had to say. We'll get to that in a minute. But shut down where it came from, shut it down from China. And he's also going after other aspects of it as well. Now, with the Chinese exchange students and universities, you notice that's been cut now. All the flights to uh, yeah. Chinese student visas gone, gone. Media's not talking about that. They're, they're not mentioning that. So, you know, why they're followed- not mentioning it? Go ahead. There's there's investigations that are going on right now. Yes, I remember Barr talking about it. Yeah, where the money's coming from for these universities, and they're getting a lot of money from out of country from foreign governments, 
and these universities aren't reporting those uh, little donations that they're getting. And we're talking millions of dollars that they're getting from other nations. Mm-hmm. And they're concerned with uh, what are the uh, what are the strings that are attached to this money? What is it that you're um, you know required to do to uh, keep the money? Mm-hmm. So you've got that aspect, yes, uh, and which mm-hmm. I think that's that's fair enough, right? That, that's fair enough. That's a good enough reason. So uh, you know, continue that investigation and, and get some people in handcuffs for it, sure. But he had a COVID cover up. That's what they're calling it. That's nonsense. That's nonsense. It doesn't matter what Trump does. It doesn't matter if he listens to everybody that gives the recommendations or it doesn't matter if he ignores them, because in the media's eyes, he can't do any right either way. So he's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. So I don't think it really matters at the end of the day when uh, when it comes down to the covid stuff. But on top of that, these people that are out there like Fauci and and Gates and the rest of these people, the media. Look, let's talk about their recommendations. okay? masks social distancing, right? Those are the two things, right? Because that's all they can mm-hmm. do now, apart from the state of Maine, where they got you wearing dog collars on your on your head. I'm not joking. Apart from these two things, there's really not much else at this point that they can do other than like shut down certain things and they can have governors and, and things like that. People they have on board with that agenda, they can have them do that. They can have the media carry that stuff. But look, at the end of the day, they don't want any kind of solution. They don't care whether this stuff works or it doesn't, which we know that it doesn't. Right. We know that it doesn't. They just keep saying, well, it, uh, it does. And we have facts that it does. But they never show any proof of it. They never show any proof of it. what you got some garbage study that comes out of what? Two universities that say that masks work all of a sudden. We've been using masks in the medical field for 100 years. And now all of a sudden you've decided that they work in the beginning. Do you remember when all this started in the beginning? Fauci, Jerome, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Surgeon General, J- Jerome, uh, I can't think of his last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surgeon General, that, that works. Yeah, sir, um, okay, Surgeon General. Yeah. Adams, Jerome Adams. He, uh, no, no relation, right? Right. <laughs> Just checking. But they came out and said, look, don't be out there buying up all the masks. They don't work anyway. That's what everyone was told. They told us in the beginning. They told us the truth in the beginning. But then they thought, oh, well, hey, wait a minute. Um, we can use these as a as a tool of control. And that's what it's turned into. So like I said, they have no interest in in finding a solution for this. If a solution comes along, if there's something that actually works, no one's going to listen to them, right? No no one's going to listen to them anymore. People are going to get back to life as normal. But instead, instead, they have to run us towards a new normal, don't they? The new normal that's still there the new normal, right? It's coming and, and you're seeing it. It's slowly being introduced as you're under all these other pressures and all these other anxieties that are unwarranted, unneeded, unnecessary. The new normal will be introduced when you're looking for a reason to get out of the situation you're in. They're keeping people out of schools purposely. They're keeping kids out of schools. When they do send them back, they're having a mask up, which is nonsense, right? We've not seen any spike in cases from people of of adolescent and younger. We've not seen it. We've not seen it. And more than that, what's the mortality rate? What's the mortality rate of those under the age of 18? It's next to zero, isn't it? Yes, it's almost nil. So what's the point of it? It's political. Everything's become political. Every single person that I talk to now, even even liberals, right? And I, I know they're not really liberals. They, I'm talking about the ones that call themselves liberals. They even say, mm-hmm. look, this is political, right? We know it's political. And they're not expecting it to go past the election. And I, I'm like, yeah, uh, it's going to go way past that. And because you even heard Kamala Harris say it. We played the clip over here last week, right? Riots are not going to stop. Uh, they shouldn't stop. Unrest is going to continue. And we've got a clip of Zuckerberg coming up. We're going to be talking about the uh, uh, where Facebook stands on the election. That's going to be interesting. So we'll talk about that shortly. But keeping with COVID here, 
Uh, and let's let's talk about your. Um, actually, do you want to do Fauci first, and then we can go to Cuomo? Yeah, let's do Fauci since we're okay. kind of on the. Uh... All right, so I want to I want to play a clip here, Doctor Fauci. Now, now Fauci's made a full recovery, which is good. Which which is good. No, seriously, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not I'm not being I'm not being funny. I, I'm I'm glad that the guy made a full recovery, and he sounds better. He literally sounds better since he had yes. that surgery done yeah. off his on his vocal cords. There, the guy does sound better. I'm glad that he's recovered, but I'm not glad that he's back. Okay, does that make sense? D- does that yeah. does that sound too bad? Like I, <laughs> he's been sidelined by the White House, but he's still running around everywhere, all over the TV shows. Like he hasn't been sidelined. So right, right. He's come out. He was on. Uh, looks like it was CBS this morning with uh, uh, Gail King, and he's talking about uh, the question was the uh, the Trump rallies. Uh, so let, let's hear what he had to say on the uh, the Trump rallies. You know, but it is a very political climate, as you know. The president continues to hold these massive rallies where people are not wearing masks, including the president himself. When you see that, what do you think? Is it frustrating to you as a as an expert in this? <laughs> Well, yes, it is. And I've said that often, yeah. uh, that situation is we, we want to set an example because we know, we know that when you do four or five typical kind of public health measures, masks, physical distance, avoiding crowds, making sure you do most things outdoors versus indoors, those are the kind of things that turn around surges and also prevent us from getting surges. So I certainly would like to see a universal wearing of masks. So let, let's start. Let's start from the beginning there. He says that uh, when you do certain things and see, again, he says that they know, but he never provides any proof. Now, OK, maybe you can take that into consideration because of limited time on a news network. OK, maybe, maybe sure. But again, to the average person out there that's not going to dig down into it, they take it at face value, right? They take it at face value. They don't bother mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. do the research. They don't bother to sit here. See, Bruce, you and I, here's the thing. You and I do this. We are we are focused. We're laser focused on this stuff because we're in it every day. The average person, mm-hmm. bless them, the average person, they don't. And I'm not bashing anybody because I understand I'm perfectly understanding of what I'm about to say uh, to the average person out there. The average person doesn't have time for this. They, they don't have time for this. They're busy doing whatever it is they're doing, living their lives and uh, raising a family, trying to start a family and all that stuff. So I, I get it. Right. I get it. This is why we listen to talk radio. This is why we listen to it. This is why we listen to podcasts, because we want somebody else to put all this stuff together for us. I'm happy to sit here and do it. I'm happy to do it. But to the average person that what he just said, that's what they hear. And you notice he made special uh, uh, he he made um, a special reference to it. He says, well, we know we know as in emphasizing it twice over. So it triggers the average person into think, oh, well, you know, here here he is. He's, He's saying that they know. So. If he's up there, he's the expert, then he must know. So he's passing that advice on to us. No, they don't know. They don't know. They know what they're doing. But at the end of this, they don't know. He comes out and he says that you need to set an example by doing this. Okay, well, why is it, Dr. Fauci, that when you're off of camera, when the cameras click off, you take your mask off? You're out there talking to a crowd of people. You're talking to a crowd of people in a parking lot. where's uh, Where's the setting of the example there? Where's that? I mean, we've seen it. Bruce, you saw the videos. Cameras click off or what he thought was off. Mask comes off. Uh-huh. He didn't care. Yeah. The, these people know building, this is all bull. In a building. Yeah. These people know this is all bull. Right. They, they know that yeah. this is all nonsense. But a national wearing of masks is univer- universal wearing of masks. Uh, No, no, not from someone like you, not from someone like uh, the Surgeon General, who I think he's been sidelined as well, not from someone like Burks. Burks was on Fox News the other day, and the host, to his credit, I can't remember which one it was. I heard the clip this morning. Uh, he said that, look, do, do we even know that these things are even helping? 
And she says, well, uh, people, it, it's it's great because people could now decorate them. Uh, <laughs> lady, like we're, we're trying to ask a serious question here about what it's doing to the psyche of of people in society. And you're you're playing dress up like the, these people are they're lunatics. They are lunatics. Now, I'm not doubting their medical qualifications, but they're lunatics when it comes to managing society. He wants a universal wearing of uh, of masks, which, again, I mean, we could play clips of him going back to like January and all that stuff. Oh, it's not a big deal. No, you know, don't have to worry about it. Now, all of a sudden, it's this. Where's the 14 days? I want that damn 14 days. Where's that 14 days? If it doesn't stop at 14 days, where does it stop? We're on, what'd we say? 150, 160, something like that? 170, 70 something. 170 something. something. Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter yeah. at this point. We're safe to say we're past 14 days. Yeah. You get past the 14 days, you flatten the curve, you go back to normal. Period. End of story. No more of this nonsense. The average person out there is at the breaking point, right? Now, how can I, how can I say this without being too over the top? The, the average person out there, I can only imagine. I can only imagine what the average person out there is going through. I know people that are homeschooling their children, they don't have time to do this. They, they don't have time to do this. And more than that, I talked to somebody today, not them personally, they knew somebody else, had to get on a Zoom call for their business. They had to wear a mask on the Zoom call while they were home by themselves. Do you see how ridiculous this is becoming? The end point has to be reached. Eventually, this is going to boil over. I, I don't know what the breaking point's going to be, but it's coming. It's coming. Like that tension is just building. It's so thick right now, you can cut it with a knife. I don't know what the breaking point's going to be. Honestly, I think if I had to put a, if I had to guess, if I had to put a time period on it, I was, or a time frame on it, I would say sometime between now and April. Sometime between now and April. And a couple of reasons. They're, they are pushing people with the mandates, the, the, the ridiculous mandates. They're pushing people with anxiety. They're pushing people with stress. They're pushing people with, uh, do I want to say economic injustice or does that sound too SJW, Bruce? Does that sound too SJW? <laughs> economic injustice. Well, that's what uh, it is, isn't it? That's what it is. That's what it is. You can't yeah. open your business. Well, yeah. You can't open your business. Use their own terms against them. Yeah. Okay. So you've got that aspect. You can't go to work or you're, you've lost your job. People are looking at possible evictions, foreclosures, right? Devaluing of the money. Okay. Presidential election coming up that they already say they're going to contest. We're going to get to that in a minute. Well, a few minutes, but yeah, we're going to get to that. What's big tech's role going to play in that? So you've got all these things. Plus, plus, what did I say? They're holding the second wave agenda. They're holding it. They're holding it. There is no second wave. Understand that there is no second wave. The second wave is the cold and flu season. That's the second wave. That's what they're going to claim. You go out, you get a cold. Happens to everybody pretty much every year. You now have COVID. You get the flu. You have COVID. That's going to be their second wave. So guess what's going to happen? Guess what's going to happen? I can tell you what's going to happen. More lockdowns. They're going to come back with it. You bet your bottom dollar they're going to come back with it. That's what this thing is designed to do. And that's exactly who these people are. Isn't the UK already doing that? Locking down? They're again? trying to. Yeah, they're trying to. They're trying to. France is trying to do it as well. Uh, and it's it's complete garbage. It, it is complete garbage. Where are the deaths? Where are the deaths? They're classifying every death as comorbidity and all that crap, right? Where are the deaths? Here's a better question. Here's a better question. Forget the deaths. Where's the recovery numbers? I mean, the legit recovery numbers. Have they even told you that there's been, what do we have? Like, uh, I don't know how many millions that have already recovered from this thing. They never tell you that. Yeah. They never tell you that. It's always cases, 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 spikes, 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 infections, outbreaks, clusters. It's fear. Fear is the bigger weapon here. Fear is the bigger agenda here. 
You know, there was a there was an article that we just released here recently talking about how Fauci was quoting number. Okay, so you remember when he was in front of Congress and Which uh, Congress was asking him? Uh, I think it was the most recent time. Um, I, I, I have the to one where he pulled his mask again, down but, after the camera clicked off. No, no, no. Um, this is when he was quoting uh, numbers and statistics and saying this is the, his argument for why we should lock down. Why why the lockdown uh, yes, is justified, yes. so on and so forth. Yes, go ahead. Well. Um, turns out the numbers that he was telling Congress, uh, actually, I believe this was this was back in March. I think the numbers he was telling Congress was not the infection fatality numbers. It was the case fatality numbers. Now, the reason that is a big deal, case fatality numbers means you have a confirmed case of COVID. At the time, the only people that we knew that had confirmed cases of COVID were um, people with symptoms. Only or really hospitalization, you needed hospitalization. So you went in to get tested and so on. So, so in other words, less than 10% of the cases were known, uh, the, the infections were known. When they started doing the antibody tests and found that a lot more people had COVID-19 than uh, previously was known, you, you compare that to the death rate and that's where you get the fatality number, right? That's where you get the really low 0.04 fatality number or 0.26 if it's including everybody, you know, including the retirement homes. Fauci lied to Congress. He had just written a paper 10 days before that in a medical journal citing the uh, infection fatality numbers. And then when he was in front of Congress, he talked about the case fatality numbers. So uh, I bet the mainstream isn't going to talk about that, though. No, no, of course not. Why would they? Why would they? But to go on with that, your favorite governor. Uh, I mean, to be fair, I, I think he's he's probably he's one of my favorites, too, uh, if not the favorite. Uh, and that's that's Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York. Right. We talked about him a time or two here. Yeah. Great guy. Mm-hmm. Great guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, he has come out in a new statement and he says that now he's not going to point any fingers here. OK, he, he's not going to blame anybody uh, or anything like that. But he's he's called. I mean, you heard his colorful talk about the president last week. He's not welcome in New York. He comes back if here. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's going to need an army. Right. People in New York don't like him. You know, go go down to uh, Mar-a-Lago, go to Florida. Right. Isn't that what he said? So, yeah, to to that effect. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Okay, so he has said that Trump is incompetent. Right. He's called him incompetent. And he says that it's the um, it's the federal government's fault that covid spread in New York because they failed to shut down European travel. Now, I I don't think I I think I know where he's going with this, but I, I don't think that it's the. Americans job to shut down European travel. Uh, the Europeans should have done that. But OK, side issue taking in account. I think I know what he means here. I think I'm taking it out of context. But Donald Trump, this is his actual quote. Donald Trump caused the covid outbreak in New York. That is a fact. It's a fact that he admitted and the CDC admitted and Fauci admitted. He says it was not the China virus, he says. He says it was the European virus that came to New York. Why didn't you stop the virus? He added the virus killed many more Americans than anything you were worried about on the southern border. OK, so uh, really, I'm, I'm just yeah, that, that's what he said. He says not only he says not only did he tell New York City to drop dead. He said Cuomo, speaking of Trump, Trump is actively trying to kill New York City. It's personal. I think it's psychological. Uh, OK, let's let's start here. Let, let's start here. He says is there audio this? Donald Trump caused the COVID outbreak in New York. Donald Trump caused the COVID outbreak in New York. 
That is a fact. It's a fact that he admitted, and the CDC admitted, and Fauci admitted, the China virus, the China virus, the China virus. It was not the China virus. It was the European virus that came to. Uh, okay, all right, hold, hold on just a second. So, okay, so just so I'm, I didn't know there was audio of this. Okay, so, um, and I'm glad that they have that, but, and we'll continue with that in a second. But he's saying that this was not the China virus, this was a European virus. Isn't that what he just said? Is that what he just said? Yeah, he's, he's said that before, yeah. Okay, we, all right. I've okay. him about that before. Okay, he said it's the European, okay, where'd the Europeans get it? Where'd uh-huh. it come from? Uh, it didn't originate here, Governor. Well, let's let's play his game for a moment, shall we? Let's use his logic. Where did 90% of the infection come from in the U.S.? New York. So Cuomo, why didn't you stop the virus in New York? Why didn't you do your job and contain it there? Why did you infect the rest of the nation? Did you want America to fail? Did you want America to fall? Clearly, you said it. Uh, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I agree. I completely agree. Let's listen to more of this. To New York. They missed it. They missed it. The China virus went to Europe. It got on a plane. It went to oh. Europe. Oh, so it wasn't. They never the even thought of the possibility. And then they never thought of the possibility. Are you serious? They never thought of the possibility. Oh, wait, you mean you mean when when Trump shut down flights and he was called xenophobic and racist? And he shut and he shut them down faster than the Europeans did, I might add. Uh, yeah, uh, but but he, he didn't do anything. He didn't go along with Fauci and saying we should shut down okay, the entire right. nation and okay, do right. trillion, trillions of dollars right. of bailouts and stuff. He, he didn't do, do any of that. Yeah, I tell you what we're going to do. I, I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to finish this audio and then we're going to go some other audio that we have from back in the day. OK, when I say back in the day, we're going to go back. We're going to go back nine months ago. Wait, you, you mean we have to go back years for this kind of audio, right? It's not like no, this no, happened no, no, no. this year in the same. No, 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 no. We're, we're going to go back to January. And I'll tell you what we're going to do. Because he mentioned Fauci there. We're going to yeah, we're going to we're going to play Fauci. We're going to play Nancy Pelosi. We're going to play the New York City health director. We're going to play the New York state senators. We're going to play the two senators, Senator John Liu. And uh, I can't think of the other one now. I I don't want to say Casey. Um, His name. Uh, Brian Kavanaugh. Sorry, Brian Kavanaugh. So we're going to play John Liu. We're going to play Brian Kavanaugh. Different dates, but we're going to tell you what the elected officials that represent the city of New York, we're going to tell they're going to say it in their own words about what he's saying here. OK, they're banking on the fact that you don't have a memory. OK, so we're going to bring it up. So let's continue on. Let's let's finish what he has to say here. Three million Europeans got on the plane and came to New York and they brought the virus. January, they brought the virus. February, they brought the virus. Here are the times. March, they brought the virus. Uh-huh. And in mid-March, the federal government does a travel ban from Europe. Too little, too late, Mr. President. He caused the COVID outbreak in New York. Donald Trump and his incompetent CDC and his incompetent NIH and his incompetent Department of Homeland Security. Okay, well, he does he does say one thing. Okay, I I think all right. I, I was thinking of the Chinese flight ban that was uh, that was in February, right? That was first part of February. So I, I, that's what I was thinking of. I think he is right about the European stopping of flights. I think that was mid March, right? I, I want to say that he's right on that one. Uh, March twelfth. Okay, yeah. So he's right on that one. I was I was wrong. I was thinking of the Chinese um, thing, but he said okay, came to New York in January. Came to New York in February and came to New York in March. Isn't that what he said? 
He said those three months. Is that correct? Right. Okay. So listen for me, if you will, Dr. Anthony Fauci, January 21st. Okay. So this is a time frame that Governor Cuomo was just talking about. Listen for me, if you will, Dr. Anthony Fauci, January 21st. Obviously, you need to take it seriously and do the kinds of things that the CDC and the Department of Homeland Security are doing. But this is not a major threat for the people in the United States. And this is not something that the citizens of the United States right now should be worried about. Okay, January 21st. Boy, that's a little bit different of a tune now, isn't it? Yeah, we, we should have been paying attention back then. Well, you're saying that Anthony Fauci, he quoted Fauci, right? He quoted Fauci, quoted mm-hmm. Fauci there as a as a credible source, right? Mm-hmm. OK, well, apparently everyone was listening to Fauci back then. That was end of January. He was complaining about the flights coming in in January from Europe. But Fauci was saying, well, there's no need to worry. This is not something the people of the United States need to be worried about, but you need to take it seriously. Let's go to Nancy Pelosi. It's exciting to be here, especially at this time, uh, to be able to be unified with our community. Uh, we want to be vigilant about what it might be on the, uh, what is out there in other places. We want to be careful about how we deal with it. But we do want to say to people, come to Chinatown. Here we are. We're, again, careful, safe, and come join us. I'm here. We feel safe and sound. So many of us coming here does not only say it's safe, but to say thank you for being Chinatown. That was the best thing that you could do. Just it's safe. It's wonderful. Uh, We welcome everybody. Come keep coming. Okay, that was Nancy Pelosi right around the same time that Fauci made that statement. Right. Or no, wait a minute. No, 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 no. It's just before the lockdowns. It's like just a week before, before the, the yeah, okay, flight, yeah, just before, uh, before yeah, just, the flights. Yeah. Just before the flights were shut down. Okay. So, uh, no, that's right there, right there. That's when, uh, that was the day after Trump shut the flights down from China. Is that right? I want to say that that's when, that's when she did that because it was a photo op in her district. Yeah. I, 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 it, there's so much that's happened since then. Uh, my recollection is a bit vague. I want to say. I thought it was I wanna before, s- but it could no. be right after. I want to say it was right after because she made a statement saying that it was unnecessary and it was uh, xenophobic and racist and all that stuff. So she goes to Mm. Chinatown for the photo op. Okay, that would make sense. Yeah. So what was the what was the time they shut down the flights to China? Uh, February, I believe it was third. February 3rd. Okay. All right. So I want to go to next clip here is going to be the New York City health minister. Okay, New York City health minister, Governor Cuomo talked about problems in New York and letting all these people into New York, right? From Europe, isn't that what he said? In in January, in mm-hmm. February, mm-hmm. in March, right? New York City Health Minister. I'm assuming that this is someone that would have a direct line to not only the mayor's office, but the governor's office as well, wouldn't you think? I- I'm assuming that they would. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It's their so job. Let's, exactly, it is. So let's listen to what she had to say. The risk to New Yorkers for coronavirus is low and that our preparedness as a city is very high. There is no reason not to take the subway, not to take the bus, not to go out to your favorite restaurant, and certainly not to miss the parade next Sunday. I'm going to be there. Take your family, go out to dinner, take the subway, Take the bus, go to the parade. Parade never happened, by the way. That was on February 2nd. Now, if the New York City health minister is coming out and talking about how uh, there's no reason 
to uh, to be worried. And the, the risk to New Yorkers is low and the preparedness of the city was extremely high. Well, that that certainly didn't show in the numbers, did it? What's history judging about this person and their decisions already? We're, we're still within the same year here. You know what he's doing, by the way, uh, the governor? He's deflecting because of course he he's said deflecting. this is his January, he owns February. This. He owns this. Yeah. So he said January, February and March. Right. Tell me, when did New York lock down? March 30th, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's, it's about March 20th, roughly. Okay. That's when the, yeah, right the executive order was issued. So in other words, the president took action quicker than the governor himself. So he's deflecting and saying, it. well, it's the president's fault because he didn't do. No, actually, it's your fault. Your own state is the way it is. So. Senator John Liu, okay, he comes along and he decides that, of course, Democrat, he's going to, I don't think he can get elected as a Republican in New York, but he, he comes along and he decides that he's going to play the identity politics of it. See, they're already on February 2nd, they're already turning it into an identity politics agenda, uh, the pandemic. They're already turning it, planting the seeds for that agenda. So let's take a listen to what he had to say. Again, Senator John Liu, New York, February 2nd. But there's really no need to panic and to avoid activities that we always do as New Yorkers. We are a hardy people. As an Asian American, I've been somewhat disturbed, if not outright appalled, at some of the comments or gestures that I have seen. Diseases originate from anywhere or from particular places in the world. So again, he's already playing the uh, the race politics side of things. Mm-hmm. You could clearly see that because people were at that point, they were saying, hey, wait a minute, this virus is coming from China. Uh, we, we need to shut everything down. And mm-hmm. what does he do? He comes out as an Asian American. Nothing wrong with that. Right. No, nothing wrong with that. It's, it's, it's It has nothing to do with that. Again, why do you think we call it the German measles? Because it comes from Germany. Why do you think we call it uh, Ebola? Because it comes from an area where they have the Ebola River. Hello. Like we, we name diseases after places that they come from. Unless I want to start naming them after people again. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know that you want to have your name tied to it. So we, we do could. locations. Yeah, I suppose I could. But anyway, OK. Senator Brian Kavanaugh, same day. New York Sen- Senator Brian Kavanaugh. Let's hear what he had to say. It's very important uh, that we recognize that this holiday and this festival is of tremendous uh, significance for many communities in our state. And uh, it is very important that we ensure that uh, we don't have misinformation. And many in the media have been covering uh, this issue uh, as if it's, you know, a terrible plague that uh, people have to avoid. Really? Really? What are we being told now? What, what are we being told? What have we been told since uh, since about that time? It's a terrible now, plague and we have to avoid it. It's a ter- terrible plague. We need to avoid <laughs> it at all costs. If it saves just yeah. one life. What a yeah. hypocritical piece of garbage. Every last one of those people, including the governor. Shameful. You people are a disgrace. You're a disgrace. You are pathetic. Now, you might have some of your lemmings in the city fooled hook, line, and sinker. But those of us that think, those of us that have brains, we can see through this. We can see through you. We can see through your deflection, your redirection, all of your own incompetence. You're not experts at anything. You're politicians. If you were an expert in something, then you would actually be able to accomplish something. But see, you come out of whatever ridiculous field you come from and you go into politics. You go into politics because that's the only way that you can make a name for yourself. Who would 
Nancy Pelosi be if she wasn't Speaker of the House? That woman couldn't get a job serving coffee at a diner in her own district. It's not possible. Jerry Nadler, that that scumbag degenerate Jerry Nadler that said that Antifa's a myth. What could that guy get a job doing if he wasn't a member of Congress? Nothing. These people are are nothing. To sit there and to listen to these people day in and day out lecture us about how they're the experts, they're going to teach us, and then the hypocrisy of it all. They don't follow their own rules. Salongate. Nancy Pelosi goes out and gets her hair done. And then what does she do? She comes out. She makes a public statement about it. The salon owner should apologize to her. The gyms in what was it? New York. They've been open for or I'm sorry, in San Francisco, in her district, for God's sake. They've been open for months. Like If you're a government employee, that's fine. All right. If you're for your city employee, it's fine. But if you're a private business, oh, no, you can't open your business. The hypocrisy of all this, the, the, the open criminality of it all, the double standard like they are the elite and, and we're just the peasants. No, 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 no. No, it's the other way around. They're the peasants. They're not kings. They're servants. They know that. We've forgotten that. Election time is just around the corner. Now, I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to tell anybody how to vote. I would never do that. I'm not going to do that. It's everyone's responsibility to vote for whoever they believe is the right candidate for the job. Okay, that's your right as a citizen. That's your right to be able to do that. So I'm not going to ever tell someone how to vote. But I will tell you this. I will tell you this. I'm not going to tell you how to vote, but you can take this however you want. There is only one choice this coming election. There's only one. And it's not about Republican versus Democrat. It's, it's more than that now. We're, we're way past this Republican Democrat garbage, okay? We were past that 10 years ago. Uh, hell, 20 years ago. We're in the realm now of right and wrong, good versus evil. And, and I don't say that lightly. I, I don't say that lightly. Good versus evil. These are evil people. This is an evil agenda. I, I don't know how else to put it. I, I've gone back and I've, I've read totalitarian movements in the last, just if you just take the last hundred years, okay, the Bolshevik Revolution, uh, the, the rise of, of fascist Italy, fascist Germany, the, these types of movements, okay, and, and Castro's Cuba, the Communist Revolution there, Pol Pot's Cambodia, these things, the North Korean establishment under Kim Il Sung, then Kim Jong Il, and then Al Kim Il or Kim, whatever the hell his name is, Kim Jong Un, uh, which I, I think it's even pa- it's getting ready to pass to his sister because I think he's clinically dead. But totalitarian movements in the last hundred years, Communist China. There's another one, Mao Zedong's revolution, which is largely what we're dealing with, by the way. This is pure evil. This is this is worse than any totalitarian movement I've read about in the last hundred years with what's coming. Because I tell you something, if these people, if these evil people get in full control, then God help us. God help us. I, and I'm not sitting here trying to scare anybody, but this is going to be horrible. If you can imagine the most horrible authoritarian regime... And then you put the technology we have now on top of it. That's what we're going to be dealing with. Imagine what World War II would have been like with the technology of today. It would have been a very different outcome and not for the better. And so when you go to the polls this November, think about the hypocrisy. You think about the the betrayal, the lying, the double standard, the hatred that they push. You've only got one choice. Just one. You got something you want to say on that? Go ahead. Yeah, that you're, you're you're referencing Joe Biden, right? I mean, Bruce, I wasn't going to say anything. I wasn't going to openly advocate <laughs> for the guy. You know, I mean, I wasn't going to do that. But I mean, to be fair, I mean, like I said, there's only one choice. There's only one choice. I'm sorry. I just got a phone call. It's NPR. I'm going to have to call him back. <laughs> um, telling you you're okay. doing a good job, right? Yeah. Tell me I'm doing a great job. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's junk. Anyway, OK, let's um, 
let's let's get over to social media. I talked there about social media. Mark Zuckerberg, right? Facebook guy. Now, let me ask you something, Bruce. Do you think this guy could be the next in line as the when I say the next in line, I'm talking about the next heir apparent to Bill Gates? Do, do, you, do you see what I'm saying here? You see where I'm going with this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As in he's the uh. next torchbearer. He, he will be he will be the next one, because if you look at the history of Gates and I'm talking about professionally, right, professionally, I'm not talking about personally and family connections, and all that stuff, just Gates himself professionally. You can see Zuckerberg kind of taking the same steps, can't you? Yeah, I, I guess I could see that. Um, honestly, I, I, I'm not even sure that um, Gates doesn't think they're going to find some miracle drug that's going to keep him alive for the rest, you know, for the rest of eternity. Well, but, you know, it gets a little crazy when you start looking at some of the ideologies that they get into. And I'm talking like the Gates type, right? And him specifically. These people are so deranged, they actually think that they're going to merge with the, you know, how that we've talked about, like uploading their conscience mm-hmm, to a mm-hmm. silicon based life. That's what they think they're going to do. And they think they're going to be able to rule over the rest of us as immortal gods. I'm, I'm not joking. I know that sounds crazy, but that's what these people really think. That's what they think. That's how delusional they are. But with the technology, who knows? Who knows? It's hard to say. If this brain chip that Musk is putting out there, if that shows any kind of a promise, then that's one step closer to that type of thing, isn't it? Possibly. I mean, it's a, it's a step in that direction. But yeah, theoretically. Theoretically, yeah. It, it, which at this point, uploading your brain to a, uh, I guess, a computer, that is theoretically possible at the moment, right? It is theoretically possible, right? <laughs> Assuming that the the human consciousness is solely in the brain, like assuming that a human is nothing more than chemical reactions and, and what have you, then, yeah, you probably could upload the consciousness into the brain, though you're going to run into the problem of really it would be more effective just to take the brain out of the, the human body and put it into a, like a machine and just have a completely sterile environment that provides the food and oxygen and whatnot that the brain needs. Uh, in which case, theoretically, the brain could live on for a very long time in that state because the brain more or less doesn't age. It's the, the rest of the body that decays. And then, you know, mm-hmm. other than you, you have some degenerative stuff that happens. But more mm-hmm. or less, if you could if you could contain it there, you could do it that way. Yeah. But dumping it into a machine. I know some scientists are saying that it's possible. Some theorists are saying that's that'll work. And but I'm, I'm not con- personally, I'm not convinced it will work just because. Uh, assuming they're right and we're nothing more than chemical reactions and chemical responses or what have you, then um, it, you're, you have to simulate, simulate that. Otherwise, it's mm-hmm. just going to be a, a, a shell, a husk of who you are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mark Zuckerberg has come out and said that now, th- this is interesting. He says there's nothing illegitimate about the election taking additional days or even weeks in my lifetime. In my lifetime, actually, I'd be honest with you, I've never even I've never even read about it. Uh, I've never read about an election taking uh, days or weeks. You, you have a winner, you have a loser. It's that simple. Yeah, I don't think the American people would accept a, a uh, election that would take you know a week or two. Like uh, I, I think the American people would assume that it was rigged, that it was uh, there was some funny business going on. Which but, we know that there's going to be funny business, but it's not going to be from the yeah. side they say it's going to be. You notice they're already using that term red mirage. Yeah, they're already using. Mm, see, mm, we've gone from blue mm. wave, which has never happened, to a red mirage. So mm. they are determined to stop this at all costs. Everything that they did in 2016 
to stop Donald Trump from winning there. By their actions over the last four years, all this is going to do is now it's going to make that victory even worse than it was the first time, because now people see who they are. It was bad enough that people voted for him and rejected these people and their agendas on the face of it. But what did they do? They didn't back off like they should have done. They didn't do that. No, 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 no. They're like a degenerate gambler. They doubled down. And so now people can see. And you know what? Zuckerberg's up there on the screen. I can't even look at him. It's going to be even worse because we're going to have to play a clip of him here in a second. But when he comes out and he says that there's nothing illegitimate about waiting days or weeks, tabulating the results of the upcoming presidential election. Um, no, we don't wait days and weeks, but their agenda now is to not accept it. Right. Don't con- what, what Hillary say. Don't uh, don't concede under any circumstances. Yeah. Don't concede. Yeah. And do everything you can do to try and drag this out as possible as, as long as possible. They've already got the rioters charged up on the back burner, ready to unleash on the cities. Right. BLM, Antifa, they're already charged up. They're ready to go. And when they lose, they're going to release the hounds, to use a uh, Mr. Burns analogy from The Simpsons. And that's what it's going to be. They're going to burn down the cities, whatever's left of them. That's their plan. That's their goal. So where do they go from here? What do they do? The Democrats are not campaigning. You notice that? They're not campaigning. They're bringing in armies of lawyers because they're going to contest. They've got 80 million mail-in ballots, fraudulent mail-in ballots that are going out to dead dogs and cats, non-residents of, of a residence or whatever, right? If you if you haven't lived there for 20 years, they're going to send you 15 ballots to that resident. GP said, what was it the other day, Bruce? He had like eight ballots sent to his place. Yeah. Something like that. Crazy, crazy. And this is legit. This is legit. This is how it's going to be. The Democrats are not going to go to the polls. They're telling everybody to stay home. Right. They floated this BS back in January. Oh, we're not going to be able to vote in person. Not going to happen because they had to get mail in voting through. Mm -hmm. So mail in voting's here. You got 80 million ballots that have gone out to who the hell ever. They're bringing in lawyers. They're not campaigning. What do you think they're going to do? They're saying that it's going to be a red mirage. They're saying that Donald Trump's not going to leave. Bernie Sanders has come out, says that uh, Trump's not going to leave. And and Bill Clinton says that you need to have the military remove him. Uh, you don't have the military remove an elected official. I don't care who it is. That only happens in fascist and communist countries. But Facebook is taking an extra step on this. They're taking an extra step on this. Now, Bruce, what, before we get to this clip of Zuckerberg, what did you say? They're encouraging people to delete their accounts, their social media accounts? Yeah, so some of, I don't remember if it was just Facebook or if it was the major social media groups, all of them, basically saying that you need to delete your social media. Um, I believe Facebook was actually going to give a financial incentive. Um, oh, yeah, I was wanting money up, out of that. Up to, I was, want, I was yeah. wanting money out of that because I, I haven't had, I thought I would go back on there, reactivate it, and then delete it and not have Facebook pay me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something like $150 up to $150 for, uh, canceling your, your social media or, or, you know, just closing it out for, for the election. And basically their point is, is so you don't get manipulated by, you know, whatever ads or social media posts or whatever. I mean, on the surface, it's like, yeah, okay. That doesn't sound bad. Uh, We, 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 we rail against social media. Uh, but then you get to thinking about it and it's like, what if some, what if a large event happens and all the news media is saying is Donald Trump caused this, this is Donald Trump's fault. This is Donald Trump. He did this, blah, blah, blah. Or it was Trump supporters that burned down a city or what have you, right? They, they start saying something and you can't see on social media that, 
here's the actual video of what actually happened. These weren't, you know, Trump supporters. It was BLM or Antifa, or this was, you know, what, what have you, we get the video on social media, but you're not on social media, so you can't see it. So, you know, it's not, it's not a concern at all. No, it's not concerning. I I can't imagine why you would think that would be concerning. But Facebook, they're going to go, like I said, a little bit further. That's if you keep your account, right? Provided you keep your account and you decide, let's say, let's say you have a Facebook account and you're a Trump supporter. Okay. Let's just pretext with that. You're on Facebook. You're a Trump supporter. Okay. Just for the sake of argument. Election night happens. Donald Trump wins. Okay. Let's just, we're, we're just saying this. Okay. It's just, we're just painting the scenario here. Donald Trump wins. You post on your feed, the victory speech or, or whatever it is. Well, under the agenda that the, that the Democrats are setting, they're not going to concede at any, uh, under any circumstance. So what's going to happen? What's going to happen to your post? Is your post still going to be your post? That's the question. Because we've talked before about how uh, social media companies, they're editors now, aren't they? Oh, no, no, no. We're, we're not going to edit anything. We're, we're going to be like the public square. Okay, you were given platform status. Well, guess what you're doing now? Now you're editing. I want you to listen, not from me, not from Bruce. I want you to hear from the Facebook CEO, Mark Zuckerberg himself, giving an interview to Axios on HBO about how they, as a company, as a company, are going to handle the election coming up in November. I want you to hear how they're going to do it. Now you said on election day it's over, but it well might not be, right? I think the dynamic that you're talking about is really important, which is that we may not know the final result on election night. One of the things that I think we and and um, other media need to start doing is preparing um, the American people that um, there's nothing illegitimate about this election taking additional days or even weeks um, to make sure that all the votes are counted. In fact, that might be important to make sure that this is a legitimate um, and fair election. So we're going to do a a bunch of different messaging around that just to make sure that people know that that's normal. So if one of the um, candidates in in any of the races claims victory before there's um, a consensus result, then we're going to add some informational context to that post directly saying that that there, there's no consensus result yet. I think that this is important because there is, unfortunately, I, I think, a heightened risk of um, of civil unrest in, in the period, you know, between uh, between voting and and a result being called or, or, or after that. And I, I just think that we need to be doing everything that we can to uh, reduce the chances of violence or civil unrest in the in the wake of this election. If that were to happen, would Facebook be blamed in part? Um, well, I, I can't speak to, to what other people would do, but I, I think we're, we're trying to make sure that we do our part to make sure that um, that none of this is, is organized on Facebook. We want to make sure that none of that stuff is, is happening on, on our services. Um, but, you know, the, the country is, is very charged right now. So I, I think regardless of what we do, there's some chance that this happens um, across the country. I, I just want to make sure that we do our part to not contribute to it. From the beginning there. He said that they're going to alter your post of what you put up. So if you put up a post saying, congratulations to Donald Trump, congratulations to the Republican Party, congratulations to the GOP, any of that, they're going to then turn around, alter what you put out with a little message down at the bottom 
There is no consensus. We're still waiting on a declared winner. G, what agenda do you think that they're siding with? Which idea of America do you think that they're siding with? Because it's not the one of liberty and freedom and justice in the Constitution, I can assure you. When he said that they're going to address issues of, what did he say, Bruce? Unrest? They're, they're going to try and, and do their do their part to uh, to stop any type of unrest. Well, that's going to happen regardless. That's going to happen regardless. See, they triggered these riots far sooner than they should have. They kind of overreached with that. Those were coming regardless. Those are supposed to be right around now is when that was supposed to start. And they were supposed to carry on. You notice they happened back in, uh, what was it, uh, back in June? I think June is when it started. Isn't that right, Bruce? The George Floyd thing, it was in June and then or late May. And then they've carried it all through the summer. See, the riots were supposed to happen now. It was supposed to happen now. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering if that they were trying to make that case in Rochester for just this time, because then that would make sense, wouldn't it? That would have played. So they could have done that and then they could have carried it for three months. See, the riots have, have been going on for three months. It was supposed to go on for three months prior to the election. And then that way, the rioting would keep people away from the polls along with they could uh, still kind of keep with this pandemic nonsense, too. So it would make sense. It would play into that agenda or you'd be. Uh, bullied and menaced outside of a polling place, which didn't you say that was illegal? But that doesn't seem to stop him. Now, he made one very interesting comment there. He said, he said, we want to make sure that these groups are not organizing on our platforms. Well, BLM's allowed to organize there, aren't they? Antifa's allowed to organize there, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're allowed to organize there. Are those not extremist movements? Have you seen what they've been doing to restaurant people in uh, in New York in the last couple of days? They show up, they trash your restaurant while you're sitting there eating, right? I saw the patrons. I saw the patrons. Anybody that's seen the videos, you can see it. They're white, black, Hispanic, Asian, all of it. Everybody out there living life in harmony, not fighting with each other, not like the media would have you believe. And what does BLM do? They show up, they scream at bullhorns, they overturn your tables, they smash your plates, they dump your food out, they drink your drinks, they run you off. They're allowed to organize on Facebook. Antifa. Right. The U.N. The U.N. endorses Antifa. Do you remember the post the U.N. put up? I don't know if you recall that one. Do do you remember that one? Uh, I think so. The tweet, the tweet that the U.N. put out in June, the tweet that the U.N. put out June 19th of this year, the U.N. human rights experts. This is the actual I'm reading the actual tweet. The U.N. human rights experts express profound concern over a recent statement by the U.S. attorney general describing Antifa and other anti-fascist activists, activists, you hear this? Activists, as domestic terrorists, saying it undermines the rights to freedom of expression and peaceful assembly in the country. And they have a picture of the Antifa logo. Which side are they on? Wait, which side are they on? What, what agenda are they promoting? So they're they do, allowed to promote that? They, Go ahead. They deleted that tweet, by the way. Did they delete that tweet? Well, I'm glad I screenshotted it. Yeah. Glad I screenshot that thing. So... Yeah, they have to delete it. You can't you can't keep that for God's sake. It's again, it's even with social media, it's as bad. It's just as bad there with people like Zuckerberg that run that company. It's a double standard. They're allowed to pick and choose. Same thing with Google, with uh, with all that stuff. Right. They can pick and choose their search engine, their algorithms. They reprogram all that stuff. We watched them how they do it. We watched how they do it, didn't we, Bruce? We saw it. It's crazy. Yeah. Yep. So, again, election time. Coming up in November, I'm talking to all U.S. citizens because the world is watching. The world is watching. Countries around the world are paying more attention to this election in America than their own elections. What does that tell you? November 3rd, we have only one choice. 
Unfortunately, we're out of time. We're going to have to end. So for those of you who have not and you'd like to, please do give us a follow on the social media platform of Parlor. We love getting all your likes, your echoes, your upvotes, your comments. You can follow me over there at Anderson 3 or you can follow Marty at Marty Foster. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us and you don't want to do it via social media, you can drop us a line anytime you wish via email at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would humbly ask you to pass us along to friends and family. We're trying to grow here. We're trying to promote good, healthy conversation in and amongst people's circles. And we're trying to bring like-minded people together. So if you could pass us along to friends, family, and known associates, we would greatly appreciate that. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you could drop over to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating or any other respective platform you listen to us that have a rating system, if you could please give us a rating over there, we would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time today, Bruce. And from all of us here, wherever you are in the world, we thank you for listening because it's all of you that listen that make this all possible. We love you and we love freedom and independence. And together, we'll continue to fight for those in the marketplace of ideas. So we'll see all of you tomorrow. 